Hello, everyone. Hello. It's Kawaii Cast. I'm Candace. I'm Tyler. And we're back. So we took a bit of a week off because we were out of town. Yes. Yes, yeah. we were. We were at Level Up Expo. Out in Vegas. Yeah. So if you guys saw us, hello. I don't know. I mean, nobody approaches us. Nobody's like, oh my God. It's Candace and Tyler from Kawaii Cast. Oh my God. Those, those two guys, I recognize those voices. I recognize them. They do the thing. Yeah. Liter literally nobody knows who we are. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So that's okay though. Uh, but let's go ahead and get started with our anime news. Ah, uh, anime news. So, um, Golden Kamui. Mm -hmm. was was delayed because of one of the staff members passing. No. I don't know if we ever touched on that. No. Uh, but but it was delayed. Um, it is now set to restart on April 3rd. Okay. That's good because I've been missing Golden Conway. <laughs> <laughs> right. So especially because it feels like I'm not watching a lot of things right now, I feel like I need a comfort anime, you know? Golden Kamui as a comfort anime. Yes. <laughs> Listen. Listen, we don't choose our comforts, okay? <laughs> Alright. They choose us. Whatever. <laughs> so, speaking of things coming back, uh, tomorrow, or fucking first thing, crack a fucking nothing in the morning here in America... Uh, the Crunchyroll Awards are streaming, so... Oh, bright, bright and fucking early. Bright and fucking early, because, yeah, it's like 6.30pm in Japan, so it's gonna be, like, 1 o'clock in the morning here or something. <laughs> <laughs> it's gonna oh. be pretty fucking early if you want to catch it live, but it will be on Twitch, so you could just I, go and watch it. I would like to sleep, thank you very much. Right? <laughs> so, we won't we probably won't be doing an immediate react. Well, I don't know. We'll probably what we'll probably do is we'll watch the Crunchyroll Awards in the morning or something when we're awake, and then go from there. Yeah, something. Yeah, something. We'll figure it out. We're not gonna watch it live this year though. That's cool and all that they're in Japan. Uh, I kind of wish they would have done more of like what Critical Role does, where it's like a pre-recording. Mm-hmm. And then they, like, do it live for the region of which most of their audience watches. Yeah. Like, I get it's an award show. It's supposed to be happening live. But it's it's the Crunchyroll Awards. Y'all can chill. Like, you could pre-record right. it. Most of this stuff is pre-recorded anyway. Like, it, it's fine. I'm not watching it at 1.30 in the morning. Y'all are crazy oh, if you but, think but, I'm doing that. But you could, you could go straight from, uh... No, because it's not airing tonight, huh? It's airing Saturday morning. No. Yeah, Saturday morning. Okay. So, yeah. But, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm, too, I'm too old for this shit. I'll wake up at 1 o'clock in the morning for a Japanese baseball game, but not for this shit, all right? I mean, at least you have your priorities straight. 
If only I could afford the ticket to watch the live stream of the Japanese baseball game. That shit's expensive. Yeah. So, in other anime news regarding anime awards, I know that the Anime Trending Awards was the one that we have never talked about because we don't really follow anime trending very often. But they just did their big award show while we were in Vegas. Yeah, I keep seeing uh, like their little announcements for that. Mm-hmm. And from what it looks like for them, basically Bochi the Rock just sweeped. Yep, it was a Bochi sweep. Uh, Cyberpunk actually did win Best Original Anime. Okay. So, I thought that was funny because I went to go look in the comments to see what people thought about that, just to kind of like prep myself for like the Crunchyroll Awards when Cyberpunk will probably sweep. But yeah. uh, reading the comments, one person was just like, it shouldn't have won Best Original Anime. That should have gone to Two Year Eternity. Like, Girl, do you know what an original anime is? Mm, clearly, no. Original anime means that the source doesn't have a source material. Like, the story doesn't have a source material. So a lot of people were arguing Cyberpunk shouldn't qualify since the source material is the video game. But the okay, story but is not the, from the video game. The story game. is not even close to the video game. Yeah, it is it is an original anime based off of a pre-existing franchise. So, yeah. So I thought that was interesting. I, I was following a bit of the winners for that, but we, also, we already deal with enough salt. Right. But I do think it was a good thing that Bochi did kind of sweep. Because Crunchyroll, for some reason, decided to exclude that entire season from the Crunchyroll Awards. Mm-hmm. I get why they did it. They did it to avoid hype bias, because that's why Attack on Titan has swept the last two seasons. Yeah. For the last two years, because people are like, that's what they're currently watching. And typically what is currently trending is going to be more popular than stuff that came out early in the year. So I can understand Crunchyroll's perspective on this, but I think a lot of people wanted Bochi to get nominated for something, so. Yeah, yeah, I get it. And this has led to a lot of people switching more to being fans of Anime Trending's awards as opposed to the Crunchyroll awards. We are going to be loyal to our salt factory, thank you. But yeah. (laughs) All the salt. All the salt. We got too much sodium in our system already. It's true. We can't add another. (laughs) Uh, Anyways, any other news? Nope, that's all I got. Okay. (laughs) I'm done. I'm done talking about this shit. Uh, I got a a small thing that's not... Well, it's sort of related to our topic today. Okay. Uh, so, Rie Takahashi, mm-hmm. uh, she put out, like, a Twitter or something, uh, basically asking the people going to her concert to bathe, which is hilarious. Mm-hmm. Like, even, like, you know, these voice actors are acknowledging it. Uh, and the way that leads into our topic for today is she is actually the voice actor for the main character. Okay. 
Which I didn't know about until earlier this week mm-hmm. when, like, they had an announcement. It was like, oh, this is her birthday. She played these roles. Yeah. And for those who know her, she's Megumin and Emilia and Takagi-san and Tomo-chan. Yep, and that leads us into our anime subject of this week. We are going to be talking about the anime Tomo-chan is a girl. Gasp. Uh, this, this one's fun. This is probably one of the few anime that I'm just like excited to watch every single week. So my roommates have been watching the dub and I've been watching the sub. Yeah, so, I've been watching the sub. Yeah. I don't know how the dub is. The dub, uh, it's pretty good, but I think most people are just like, oh my god, Carol is voiced by the same person in both versions. But That's neat. I like yeah, it. It's neat. I think the one interesting thing is there's an episode where they're doing karaoke and Carol's singing in English and they're just like, oh wow, her English is so perfect. You'd forget that she's Japanese. And I don't know what that line is in English and I'm genuinely curious. I really want to hope that it's her singing some Japanese song and all of like just the exact <laughs> opposite. Everyone else is like, wow, her Japanese is really good. It's surprising. <laughs> the problem is with that is that even in dubs, they usually acknowledge that they are in Japan. And I don't know why, but that's always one of my biggest pet peeves with dubs is when a character is like, oh my god, they're so good at English. Or, oh my god, you speak Japanese and they're not speaking Japanese. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I know. I get that the whole point is it's supposed to break the immersion a little bit and you're supposed to just pretend like everybody's speaking Japanese, but I don't know why. That's a big pet peeve. That was my pet peeve with Banana Fish too, when they're just like, oh, all of us are speaking English, but they're not. <laughs> <laughs> Little little asterisks at the bottom of the yeah. entire series, just like all of this is in English. Yeah, like my favorite it was a huge plot point, like a huge emotional part of the story where Ash asks AG or Aichi if he can teach him Japanese. And so they're having like an entire Japanese la- or lesson in Japanese. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's kind of hilarious. Yeah, and it's like a really emotional scene, but yeah, so I think that's the only major pet peeve I have with language barriers in anime. Could be worse, it could just be the really bad Japanglish, like, we get that every now and again, where the character, or the voice actor clearly doesn't speak English, but they're supposed to be, like, playing an American or something. Yeah. So they just speak, like, the worst possible English ever. Like, Devil Man Cry Baby had that issue. Yeah, I did. It was pretty bad. <laughs> no offense to anybody whose English is pretty broken, but it it is definitely immersion-breaking when everybody's like, wow, that's so fluent. Yeah. It's not. At least Carol's voice actor is really fluent in English, so... It really does sound really good I mean, when she speaks I mean, English. obviously fluent enough to be able to... Vo- play both the English and the Japanese roles. Yeah, so any scene where they, like, comment on her English is always really natural and it sounds really good. Yeah. So with that, let's go ahead and get into actually what the show's about. So I don't get into rom-coms very often, so 
It's a rom-com! It's, it's a rom-com. Yeah. So, <laughs> I think this is one that everybody was just kind of like, when they announced everybody was like, oh my god, Candace, are you watching this one? Are you watching this? This is like, this character's basically just you. And I'm like, I'm not a girl. <laughs> Clearly. Yeah, so, but I, I get what people are saying because I relate to Tomo-chan a lot. So, this is a story about this poor girl that has grown up, like, next door to this guy basically her entire life to the point where they were, like, the typical childhood best friends, like, you see in every single rom-com. And, you know, they cared about each other and they have, like, such a deep connection to each other. And once they got into high school, she confessed her feelings for him. And he basically was just like, lol, that's funny, dude. He was just like, haha, shut up, bro. Yeah, I love you too. Yeah. Like, slaps her on the buzz, like, no homo man, you know? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Good game. So, their entire relationship basically boils down to the idea that they are just absolute dude bros. And that she's such a tomboy that nobody really sees her as a girl, including the guy who she has a serious crush on. And so she can't really confess her feelings because he doesn't take it seriously. He just he's just like, yeah, I love you too, man. Alright, we're gonna be there for each other. We're always there for each other. Well, it also starts out like you know, the first episode or two you, you have to wonder if he actually believes that Tomo is a, a guy, yeah. Like, a guy, you know? Yeah. And, and like, we obviously know that he knows she's a girl later. Yeah. You know, but, like, in the, the first episode or two, it's like, wait, is he still confused about this? Right. <laughs> yeah, he's, he's just like, I love you too, man. Kiss the homies goodnight, you know? Exactly. <laughs> so... We're also introduced to her other childhood best friend, uh, this girl that uh, a lot of people describe her as being basically Wednesday Adams. I love her. Yeah. She's fantastic. She is the epitome of the Sundere character. Maybe not even so much. I don't know. I don't th know if she has feelings for anybody. She just likes to see everybody kind of suffering. Yeah. That's yeah. relatable. So she also blames Tomo for basically everything because she's like when we were kids I tried to get you to in the girly stuff I tried to teach you makeup I tried to play dolls I tried to do all this stuff and you weren't interested in it and it's your own damn fault that this guy sees you as a guy we also find out that these two girls their moms were best friends uh huh and that's so, that's basically how these two became best friends yeah so they have like absolutely nothing in common other than the fact that their moms were best friends and thus, as children, they were forced to be best friends. <laughs> but then we're also introduced to the most popular character in the series, Carol. Who is the typical, like, bimbo-like character. Yeah, she she is your typical rich girl, uh, blonde idiot. Yeah. From, I don't know, I, does it establish that she's, like, from England or whatever? I think she's mixed, yeah. Because I think that's that's typically what happens in anime. It's like the rich girl is from England or something. Yeah, she's got like the blue eye, or blonde hair, blue eyes. 
big boobs, like, typically what every anime depicts is, like, the foreigner. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think she's mixed. I think that was the implication. Yeah. But, yeah, so she... Her mom is, like, obsessed with her being, like, cute. Like, her favorite catchphrase for her daughter is, You're as cute as a cupcake. You're not allowed to let anybody eat you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, her mom's kind of manipulative. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> so the big thing we learn about Carol throughout the series is that, one, she's actually probably the most manipulative character in the entire show. Two, she's not dumb. She's actually top of their class. She can actually Which is surprising. Yeah, she could do complex math in her head. So. Yeah. And she thinks a gold bar is an appropriate birthday gift. Look, look, I'm just saying, <laughs> if someone were to gift me a gold bar, I don't think I could turn them down. But would you treasure it forever, or would you turn it in? Uh, turning it in is like treasuring it, right? <laughs> See, that's the dilemma. If you trade in the gold bar, you just gave away your gift. You exchanged it for something else. You're like that person that returns Christmas presents. Okay, but what if I go to a jeweler and have them, like, bling me up with that gold bar? Like, have, have them turned it into, like, a gold chain or something. Mm, I think you need to ask permission first from the person who gifted it to you. Yeah, alright, whatever. Yeah. I think I think they might have thought that that gold bar was really sentimental, alright? It was the cutest one in their collection. I don't think it was, because <laughs> Tomo was like, No, I can't accept your gold bar. And Carol, being, you know, not exactly bright most of time it was just like oh is it not big enough i have a bigger one at home let me go get that no she was like i couldn't carry it to school because it was too heavy oh yeah the first really big appealing thing about carol is the fact that she literally has no physical strength at all like june asks her to do like one push-up and she's like i can't and he's like <laughs> she's okay like, try, like one. No, she didn't even try. She literally was like in the plank position, and he's like, "Okay, do one push up." And she's like, "I can't." Like literally zero effort. That she was in like the position to do like crunches, and he's like, "All right, do one crunch." And she's like, "I can't." Like literally, she didn't even try. <laughs> there was no <laughs> movement. <laughs> and then there was one point where they were like, "She's like, I could jump rope," and he's like, "Please don't." <laughs> <laughs> You're liable to fall out. <laughs> so yeah, like... But ultimately the dynamic of this show is basically the two girls trying to get Toma to basically impress June or let June see her as a girl. Like they're trying to give her like advice like, oh, here's how you dress girly or here's how you like, do this for his attention, or whatever, whatever. So, the series is, like, filled with things like an episode where they give her a head-to-toe makeover to the point where June doesn't even recognize that it's her. Like, literally, they have an entire conversation and they walk together through town and he doesn't realize it's her the entire time. Yeah. 
And his logic is that she was too tall to be Tomo? Even though she was wearing high heels? <laughs> Look, no one ever said he was a smart man. He's not. No, he's definitely not. I think one of my favorites was when they were looking at their test results, or like their uh, scores, and he's just like, Oh yeah, I did it. Number 30. And they're just like, wow, you are so proud to just be average, aren't you? Average is a big deal in Japan, apparently. <laughs> yeah, in a negative way. I don't know what you're talking about. It seems alright to me. I mean, when it comes to test scores, you don't want to be average. You want to be above average. When it comes to everything else, like every kind of social aspect, you want to blend in as much as possible. But test scores, you want to be number one. If you say so. <laughs> but yeah, so... Tomo was probably one of my favorite characters. I think one of my favorite things about her, though, is that... Uh, the biggest reason we find out she's a bit of a tomboy is because her dad runs a dojo. And not like a traditional, like, oh, it's just really good for your health kind of dojo. Like, people in town are absolutely terrified of her father. You're like, it is a hardcore dojo. Yeah, like, people die in this dojo. <laughs> and she was basically born and raised into it, and so she's been taught her entire life how to fight and how to be strong and all that. <laughs> it is like, uh, the dojo from, um, what's that show called? Uh, I don't know. That's, that's basically, um, oh, I forget. Uh, with Mr. Miyagi-san. Karate Kid? Karate Kid. You know that show that's like, afterward that's kind of like airing now and there's like the dojos and they basically have gangs that fight i don't know i haven't seen the show but i know there's a lot of them fighting i don't know i I'm imagine not... i imagine uh his dojo is like that it's it's just like a gang of karate people in the dojo that just rule the streets i'm not gonna lie to you confession i've never seen the karate kid <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay. That's... <laughs> oh, that's that's hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> it's kind of up there with I've never seen Neon Genesis Evangelion. So. Uh, yeah. Yeah. That's that's still disappointing. Yeah. Well, I've watched a little bit of it now. I just need to finish it. Well, finish what you lent me. And from yeah. my understanding, there's no real finishing Neon Genesis Evangelion. There's only suffering through Neon Genesis <laughs> Evangelion. <laughs> but yeah, so the one thing I really, really like... Oh, speaking of which, like I said, everybody's afraid of Tomo's dad. The one person Tomo's dad is afraid of is her mom. Yeah. So there is a hierarchy in the household. There has to be. Yeah, but one of the things I really love is the fact that there's never really a point where the dad treats her like a son. Like, it's not one of those situations where it's like, oh, he actually wanted a boy, so he's just raising his daughter like a boy. It's just, he's just like, hey, my daughter really likes to be in this club, so I'm gonna 
or really likes to be in the dojo, so I'm gonna teach her how to fend for herself. Yeah. I'm gonna teach her everything I know, because my kid, you know? Right. And then, like, when her friend June starts coming to the dojo, he's just like, ah, oh, yes, gotta, like, teach this boy, teach him everything, you know? And he just, like, treats them both like, yeah, no, they're just kids. They need to learn. You know, they need to learn how to fight. They need to learn how to take care of themselves. And that's kind of the philosophy that she adopts. And then her mom's just kind of like, yeah, no, it's good. It's good that they learn how to fend for themselves. <laughs> One of my absolute favorite scenes is there's an episode where Tomo's like, oh, I'm going over to June's house to spend the night. And so she goes to tell her mom. She's like, is that okay? And her mom's like, well, I guess it's time. And she's like, what? She's like, time to start thinking of the name of my future grandchild. <laughs> her, Tomo's like, like, what? WTF, mom? And she's like, dad, I'm going over to June's house. And he's like, okay. Don't bug his family too much. Yeah. Yeah. Two, two different personalities. <laughs> and she's just like, God, can my parents please not be on both exact opposite polar sides of this? Right. Can we please meet somewhere in the middle? So yeah, her parents are both really great. And I can understand why uh, her friend's mom was friends with her mom. Like, I, I want to know more about like their whole story. I... I would like a spin-off series just about like their moms just in high school. <laughs> uh, I'd be down. I'd watch it. Yeah, because they're both like absolute extremes and I like them. And I like them both better than Carol's mom. Carol's mom is hands down the worst character in this show. I'm just putting that yeah. out there. Yeah. She's she's manipulative and I hate it. In fact, that brings me to the subject that I want to talk about. The worst episode in the show so far was actually one of the latest episodes. The one with Carol's whole, like, winning her crush over. I hated this entire episode. I hated it so much. Carol's one of the best characters in the entire show. The whole episode of her, like, finally getting the guy that she has a crush on to notice her was absolute freaking garbage. It completely ruined her entire character. Which, ep which episode was this? It's the newest episode. If, if it came out before like, after Sunday. I haven't seen it yet. I don't know. I don't know if it came out after Sunday. But just know, it's the worst episode ever. So they do conclude, like, the her and the guy she had a crush on do end up together at the end of the episode. But the way that it happens is, like, literally the most, like, toxic, manipulative set of hoops that they had to jump through over and over again to the point where I'm just like, there's no good character in this episode. All of them are bad. All of them are wrong. And then the episode ends with all of them just being like, teehee, everything worked out. Look, us all being absolute toxic bitches to each other was a positive thing. And I'm like, no, it wasn't. Like, you guys literally lied to each other. You manipulated each other. Like, there's one point where Carol, like, actually attacks June to the point where he, like, genuinely feels violated. And I'm like, what the actual fuck is this episode? What are they doing? <laughs> Like, she basically pushes June down and, like, sits on his lap. And he's just like, what the actual fuck are you doing? And she's like, oh, I'm not gonna do anything. You're fine. And I'm like, no, you don't fucking do that to somebody. I'm sorry. Like, I guess she was trying to get a point across. But it turns out she was only doing it to make the other guy jealous. And I'm like, what the fuck are they writing right now? Yeah. This is the worst writing in the entire show. This was a good show. And they didn't even need to do this. 
Like, well, look, she just she she learned from her manipulative mother. Okay. And that's actually the conclusion they come to at the end of the episode, where the mom is just like, "Oh yeah, by the way, the reason why Carol's kind of so messed up is because I manipulated her when she was a child." That's like literally what her mom says, and I'm just like, "This is the this is literally making me dislike this show." That's so bad. Yeah, I really hope now that Carol's whole story is like done, that her entire character arc has been wrapped up. I'm hoping we go back to these characters being likable because this episode was so bad and it made me so upset to watch it. Yeah. But the rest of the show up to now has been great and like I said, Carol is one of my favorite characters in the show. I liked the fact that she's secretly a genius and that she's kind of this weird ditzy character and she's been one of the most popular characters in the show this season. I just, I don't like the idea of people breaking the trust of other people like like I don't know June just it felt like she just violated June like yeah. even though she said she didn't do anything she also said she knew that what she was doing was bad but she was doing it anyway because she wanted to get what she wanted you know and I'm like that that made it worse it was yeah. so bad it was so unnecessary and everybody's like, oh, it's anime. They gotta throw in fan service. It wasn't even fan service-y. It was uncomfortable. Like, <laughs> I don't know. Carol was plenty of fan service-y throughout this show. They didn't need to do what they did. But they did. But and they did anyway, so. <laughs> but that brings me to the best character, Tomo, because, God, I relate to Tomo. I really, really liked the entire episode where she was, like, dressed up all girly and June didn't recognize her. And the two of them are watching, a, like, two kids play soccer or whatever. And he, one's like a girl, one's a boy. And he asks her, he's like, do you think, like, those kids are going to grow up to be friends? And she's like, I don't know. They might grow up and date each other. And he's like, oh, I was kind of hoping you wouldn't say that because I don't like the idea that a boy and a girl have to date when they get older like why can't they just stay friends and I really liked that point because you and I are friends <laughs> we're not dating <laughs> well well, we also didn't know each other when we were little kids you know, we knew each other when we were mentally children I mean that's still an ongoing issue okay <laughs> like come on <laughs> yeah we met in our early 20s but yeah, like, I definitely see his point, but at the same time, I'm just like, that kind of sucks for Tomo, because she did develop these feelings genuinely, and it does kind of suck for somebody to not see you the way that you, or at least perceive you the way you want to be perceived, you know? Yeah. But, girls got it bad, man. <laughs> girls got it so bad. <laughs> she does. And I mean, just... it seems like, it seems like the last episode I saw, June was starting to fall as well. Yeah. it's It kind of goes back and forth because I think he just assumes that she doesn't actually feel that way even though she literally said she did. So, again, he's not very smart. But, yeah. Yeah, so... I really like this anime, though. I really like Tomo as a character. I think she's one of the best written protagonists we've had in a rom-com in a long time. And I have talked about before where one of my biggest pet peeves with rom-coms and the reason I don't get into them very often is I hate 
plot lines that could just literally be fixed by characters just talking to each other like adults should fucking do like and that was the biggest problem i had with the whole carol and her love interest thing is that literally everything that episode could have just not happened if the two of them just talked to each other right but with tomo and june the problem is that they do try to talk to each other and the other one just either doesn't want to listen or hear something else like the problem with them isn't that they're talking the problem is that they're not listening and I think that's a genuine, like, actual plot issue, which is well written, because I think a lot of teenagers and a lot of people in general just hear what they want to hear and don't actually listen to what people have to say. Yeah. So I think that works so much better than just the, oh, well, I don't want, I don't want to talk to them because anime. <laughs> <laughs> This is rent a girlfriend. I can't talk to a girl unless I'm paying her. So I'm just gonna sit in a swimming pool and masturbate to her instead. Uh, not not just masturbate to her, but <laughs> masturbate to her getting railed by another dude. Yeah, I'm gonna masturbate to her cucking me. That's. <sighs> That's the, uh... <laughs> <laughs> There's. There's a lot of things wrong with Rent-A-Girlfriend. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, every time I watch, like, Rent-A-Girlfriend or a lot of, like, rom-com anime, I'm just like, you know, instead of just stewing in your emotions, you could just fucking talk to her like she's an adult who has feelings and is capable of thought. But no, I guess just make your life miserable, whatever. But that's the thing is, like, Tomo and June actually do try to communicate the things that they can't talk about are genuine things that they feel like they don't know how to talk about like Tomo can't talk to June about how she feels because she already has and he basically rejected her Yeah. and June can't talk to Tomo about how he feels because he's worried that she'll get weirded out and they won't be friends anymore and they're gonna lose the very valuable relationship they already have yeah and that's a real genuine concern people have when they are friends first, is they're just like, well, what if we do start dating, and then it goes south, and then we hate each other? Isn't it better that we just stay friends and don't have to worry about that? And that's a real genuine phobia people have. So I like that the show explores that in a way that feels natural and grounded in reality, while at the same time being silly and fun and entertaining to watch. Yes. <laughs> but yeah, I just I, don't know what to say to be honest. Like I I don't know. I I enjoy rom-coms. But you're you're right. The biggest issue with them is that just people don't fucking talk to each other and mm -hmm. and to an extent, yeah, I can I can let it slide. But there are some instances where it's like, goddamn, people just right, just say something, yeah, and and this whole issue will be resolved. Yeah, like I I can understand the whole well they're shy or they're nervous or anxiety or whatever. Like like you said, there is a certain extent where it is a valid plot device, 
but I feel like it is the most overused plot device and it gets to the point where it's just like, this no longer makes logical sense. Like, you need to get a grip on reality a little bit. You need to, if keeping it in is hurting more than letting it out, then let it out. And I think uh, Tomo-chan finds a really good balance with that because there's a point where it's just like, well, it feels safer to keep it in. And that's where you need to draw the line. Uh, I... <laughs> there, There is one point where they got it wrong. Okay. Uh, neither of them said anything during the fireworks, which is the perfect opportunity. Because if they hear you, and they're like, yes, I love you too, you know, you can be like, oh, yes, nailed it. But, you know, if... Otherwise, they can. You can be like, "Oh, you must have misheard me. I didn't say that." The fireworks <laughs> threw off your. That that trope has been used before for one, though. And the other thing is, I really liked how this anime handled the whole fireworks thing, where the two of them just got too distracted because they're both kind of children at heart. Yeah. Yeah, they're just kind of like, "Ooh, shiny!" <gasps> Fuck, that was the time. <laughs> that was. <laughs> <laughs> There's also another moment in the show where Tomo's just kind of like, this is it. This is where, like, everything comes together. This is the pinnacle moment. But then she's kind of, like, stops and she's like, but then what? We just start dating and everything is normal and he now knows and now I'm happy? Is that what I want? I'm like, girl, yes! God damn it. <laughs> Yes! <laughs> And she's like, no. I like the idea, though, that her mind immediately finds an excuse. Because then that's something that we can now address in episodes moving forward. Like, you need to stop making excuses. Like, because that is a normal thing for teenagers to do, where they're just finally like, no, it, it's not the time. And it's like, it was the time. You missed it. You fucking you, missed you it. You missed it, yeah. But yeah, it was just that that's what I mean by like there is an anxiety. You're allowed to use the anxiety excuse. You can play that card a couple times. But not to the point where it's making it worse for you. Like if it get, if it gets to the point where everything is just blowing up and it's like talking is literally the only solution you have and you still refuse to talk, it's no longer a good plot excuse. And that's the point that we reach with Carol. Is that Carol and her crush both had the same feelings for each other. They both acknowledged it. And they refused to talk to each other directly. They were using other people as mediums to talk. And it's turned into a really sour situation. Because then those people in the middle are just like, oh, we're just going to make the situation worse. We're just going to be toxic. And I'm like, you guys could have literally just said this to each other instead of playing telephone with your friends. Like, it, the whole thing was unnecessary. I'm going to vent about this forever. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I uh, hated it so much. Yeah. Why ruin one of the best characters just for drama? It's so stupid. The worst part is if they had played their cards right in this episode, I genuinely think Carol and June could have been besties by the end of this episode. Like, I, me personally, I think that Carol should have, like, kind of hit her breaking point where she could no longer, like, just be smiley and happy all the time. I think they should have written her to the point where she just needed to vent. Like, that she just needed to let it out all out. Just scream and be pissed off. 
that this guy is like not talking to her not treating her the way that she wants to be treated and i think she should have vented to june like just screamed at him just took it out on him just like you're treating tomo the same way he's treating me like blah 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 and all that and i think that would have worked really well because one it would have shown carol as being like a real person who has more complex emotions than just ditzy which is the whole point of the episode anyway and two it would have like shown that there's somebody in the cast that's not afraid of june which is the reason why he doesn't have friends other than Tomo, because everybody's scared of him. So I would have loved if, like, Carol was, like, the person who just, like, screamed at him and vented at him and just told him he was an idiot and took out all of her frustration on him because he could have just been like, well, damn, you got a pair, all right? We're friends now. (laughs) Right? (laughs) Like, we're besties. If you ever need to vent, if you ever need to get something off your chest, just talk to me, girl. Like, we, I'm here, you know? And I thought that would have been a much more appealing approach to her art. Like, just give her a big brother to just scream to, you know? Yeah. I would have liked that a lot more. Ed would have actually bridged the gap in the friend group, because right now June is kind of, like, only part of this group because of Tomo. Nobody else in the group likes him. Like... <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. What, what about uh, Tomo's other friend? You know, you know, the creepy one. Her and, her and June absolutely love each other. <laughs> I'm trying to think of who you're talking about. The the one that's compared to Wednesday Adams. Oh, yeah, no. She straight up hates him. <laughs> <laughs> I liked the whole reveal that they dated for a little bit. But... The whole reason was just because he was trying to not think about Tomo as a girl, so he just started dating random girls. Gross. Yeah, and then he's just like, no, this kind of sucks. I think my favorite part about that is the fact that he broke up with her, like, just minutes before she was going to break up with him. And she's like, that is a scar on on my record that will live with me for the rest of my life. And I I... hate him because of it. (laughs) I am going to curse this man. And his seven descending generations. <laughs> yeah, I really, I like her. She's a good character. I literally cannot think of her name. I probably should have looked it up before the podcast. Uh, I want to say it starts with an M, but yeah, I'm probably it does. Wrong. It does begin with an M, but I don't know what it is. <laughs> I definitely should have just Googled it, and now I'm not going to. Yeah. I'm sticking by my mistakes. There we go. <laughs> so yeah. All of that, honestly, I do think this is one of the best rom-coms I've seen in a long time. And it's one of the few shows where I'm just like, every single week, I'm like, okay, gotta tune in. Gotta go watch Tomo-chan. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, yata. Except for the last episode. You just skip it. Just skip it. Okay, yeah. <laughs> well, sure as hell sounds like I haven't seen it, so uh, skip yeah. it. No, go ahead and watch it so you can understand. I need somebody to bitch to about this. You'll probably watch it and you'll be like, eh, it wasn't that bad. I'll be like, listen, I'm going to break up every single... (laughs) I'm going to skip it just to spite you. Because I'm an asshole. Yeah, I don't know if it'll be relevant in future episodes, though. It does kind of feel like each episode is a bit of its own centered story. Yeah. It does make callbacks... It's kind of episodic rather than prolonged story arc. Yeah, kinda. 
not like entirely, but like definitely more so than other anime. Like I feel like you don't have to pay attention too much. You could kind of doze off a little bit while watching it. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. Space out a little. Which, from my understanding, that's how rom coms are. But kind I'm of. not. I'm not the expert. I wish I would have spaced out during the entirety of Rent a Girlfriend. Uh, you know, I kind of wish I did too. <laughs> I this, this coming from someone who actually liked Rent a Girlfriend for a little bit, and then it just <laughs> yeah. I liked the idea. I thought it was going to be something different, and then it was just disappointment. It was just guy keeps creating problems with girls that only seem like best girls because they're standing next to him by comparison. Yeah. Yeah. Everybody's like, oh, the girls in Rent a Girlfriend are so well written and so great. I'm like, no, they no, just look that way. Not. They're they, all awful. They There's look not that a way. single good character in that show. It's <laughs> true. They all look good in comparison because they're standing next to this asshole. Yeah. Pretty I will, much. I will say the one blonde chick, I do like her. The the ex-girlfriend. Oh yeah. I like her just because she hates the protagonist. I I mean that is reasonable. I understand that. And she also finds out that the main girl is like basically a sex worker, and instead of her like using that against her so she can win, she's just kind of like, listen a job's a job you know like girl if you're getting paid money for guys just to swoon over you i'm not gonna stop that like you go get yours you know but yeah uh i kind of want to put an end to this plan that you and my ex have to make me look like a bitch so i'm just giving you a fair warning right now like i liked that about her i like that she was just like yeah pro sex work but yeah. fuck your toxic bullshit plot of this entire show. <laughs> like, she's the only real character. And then everybody who was in the fandom was like, oh my god, she's the worst. And I'm like, that girl is just real. <laughs> like... Oh, well, didn't you know these these are anime fans, okay? We don't like real girls, okay? <laughs> Mind you, she was a bitch. But oh, absolutely. At least, at least she was honest about being a bitch, alright? I liked her. So I, I'll stand by that. And I think after season two, mo more people actually agree with that. I've seen yeah. a lot of people change their minds about her after season two. It was that Thanos beef of maybe I treated you too harshly. <laughs> or maybe uh, I misjudged you. Yeah, no. Thanos was right. <laughs> okay, I'm just throwing it out there. Thanos was right. <laughs> okay, just like the rest of us can be right when we say that the ex-girlfriend was the good character. Yeah, oh, absolutely. So with that, we're going to give it off subject. So I think we're going to go ahead and wrap that up. Uh, next week, we will be salting about the Crunchyroll Awards. So by the time that episode comes out, you guys will just be like, yeah, that was like six days ago. That's old news. We don't yeah, care anymore. But that's okay. We'll still put an episode out there. So with that, thanks for listening, you guys. Yeah, thanks, guys. Bye! Bye!